On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're continuing our recap of the opening night win against the Nashville Predators. Coming up, we talk about Jonas Johansson, how we feel about his performance going forward. We also talk about the keys to this win that led the Lightning into ultimately taking their first game of the season. All that coming up and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Denker. This is a reminder that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. The official sportsbook of Locked On make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. On today's episode, as promised, we are doing a little bit of a deeper dive into this opening game. Like I said, we have time to play with here, whereas the Lightning... After opening up the season and, and picking up a good win against a very tough team, have a couple of days off already after having five months off. Uh, we'll be taking today, tomorrow, and then we'll be back at it against the Detroit Red Wings. And so in the meantime, we are taking different angles in our examination of that game uh, because of the time permitted due to the weird uh, scheduling by the NHL. And in the meantime, and if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube. The page is always growing. So thank you if you have subscribed and go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. So looking at the game or really revisiting the game the other night, some of the takeaways, I mean, really, what really impressed me and really if you're going to ask me for the rest of the season um hey adam what was the reason why the lightning started off the way they did why why were they able to to win this game against the national predators well it really came down to the things that i have been stressing for pretty much the entirety of this podcast since day one where this podcast has come into existence and that's really starting the game with authority, especially at home, taking advantage of that home ice advantage. You got the fans behind you. Everyone's amped up. Everyone's excited to come out and see what the Lightning could do, how they could bounce back. And doing it against a team that is kind of in the middle of, I wouldn't say a rebuild per se. I think that Nashville is a sneaky good team. Uh, we saw it in the second period. And we'll get to that a little later on, what what we saw from them, as well as, you know, how the Lightning really weren't able to handle all that pressure. Uh, but what the Lightning did very well, they went out there, they asserted themselves, and that's something you really need wh whom, whenever, whoever's playing in that, whether it was Vasilevsky last year, whether it was <clears throat> whether it was Elliott last year, or, uh, or whether it's going to be Joe johansson this year and and especially when you have johansson who hasn't really had a lot of starting time at the nhl level he's been mostly a career backup uh that ability to go out uh, especially on opening night when you know 
listen, even the most seasoned veterans will have some nerves going. At the end of the day, uh, that was the thing that really was, to me at least, the the thing that really was deciding of this game. Because, and some people might disagree with this, which is fine. I mean, you know, we also look at the third period, the Lightning won that. Uh, but really the first period, I think coming out, really limiting the chances for Nashville. Uh, they were just really outplayed to a level where I haven't seen the Lightning dominate a team like that in quite some time. I mean, Nashville only had two shots on goal in the in the first period as opposed to the Lightning having 12. Now, we'll get to Nashville completely flipping the script, uh, and, and maybe I'm a little biased in my characterization of what happened there in the second period, but... The Lightning did a very good job. And, and what really, really struck me about that early dominance was they were making Nashville skate with them. And especially even in their own offensive zone when they were getting set and they were going a lot of through a lot of of the sequences. What I really like the most about it is that, you know, in years past, normally when the Lightning are sequencing and, and circulating the puck around the zone, you kind of see a lot of guys just kind of stagnant in their motion. I mean, really, the, the the person that really does the most movement out there, I think, in my opinion, is Nikita Kucherov. Uh, but for the most part, you know, every other guy on that, on that, in the offensive zone setups, they're really just standing there. They're like statues. And, and I think at the end of the day, when the lightning turn over the puck, that's the thing that really bites them in the butt is that they're standing still and now it's a mad dash down towards the other side of the ice. Um, the other thing that I really liked about that as well is that they weren't giving up too much. And what I mean by that is they weren't really pinching the defenseman, which I have been a big advocate for in the past. Uh, I really think, especially with someone like Victor Hedman, who is just so savvy who, and, and even Mikhail Sargachev as well, who they have really good shots from the blue line. Um, and, and, you know, they're able to get it through traffic and, and be able to give the opportunity for, for a, a putback. Uh, that's something that I really like. But at the same time, at opening night, you got let a fresh-faced goaltender in net. Um, you're not trying to give away too much in front of your own fans. Perfectly fine if you want to play a conservative on that point. And I think it, it helped out because it, it even on times where maybe they turned over the puck, which really they didn't do a lot of, which was really a huge plus in this game. What I really thought was good about that, and they even said it on the broadcast, uh, I believe Ryan Callahan actually spoke to John Cooper pregame, um, was that the reason why they're doing that is because they're so wary of the the breakaways down the other side of the ice, which led to a lot of goals that the Lightning gave up last year. I think towards the end of the season, if I remember, I think they were at least in the top three, if not in at least number one in the in the league for giving up breakaway goals. Um, but to do that and to play that style with a goaltender who, like I said, not very much a lot of starting experience in the NHL, I'm perfectly fine with that, especially when it results in a 5-3 win as it did in this case against Nashville. Um, kudos to Nikita Kucherov. Uh, incredible goal to start off the season. Uh, Victor Hedman and Point involved in every single offensive sequence. Uh, I really liked what I saw from 
Point and Paul being on the ice as well. I thought that those two guys playing down low uh, was really something that we could hopefully see a lot more in the future and be successful with that. Cause I think point kind of playing in the slot area where Paul Paul's kind of cleaning up the trash down low in the crease. I think that's a good combination. And on the same side of that Stamco's playing down low, kind of just filling that role that Alex Kalorn had last year. I think that's money. I, you know, he, I think he only had one chance in this game in which he really had a one-timer and, and he zinged it over the net, which is fine. You know, I don't have a problem with Stamkos getting his his chances on one-timers. I just have a problem with it when it completely just kills any momentum this team might have at any point, especially when they're on the zone entry and everybody in the building, especially when they're circulating it around the puck and behind the behind the net. Um, everybody kind of knows to a certain degree where the puck is going, especially when Stamkos is just standing there in the circle and not really doing anything and just having no intention of moving anywhere else. And if they could just keep the offense running like that to where Stamkos primarily is in front of the net, because I think he is still very valuable in that regard, even if he's not going to get the goals or the points, he's still going to be able to fill that role, which Alex Kalorin had for many years here with Tampa Bay, being able to clean up the garbage in front. Um, I think that is a long-term successful thing. You know, we that's the name of the game that we've been talking about on this podcast really for since forever is that do thing <clears throat> do things that you can can consistently do on a nightly basis that are going to win you games. And like I said, if they could do that with Stamkos, if they could have Paul and Point there together on the ice at certain times, mostly all the time, hopefully. And at the same time, be able to get off to these good starts at home, especially. That's very important. Uh, then everything will fall into line. Uh, we'll talk more more about Jonas Johansson and and how he played the other uh, the other night because I I think that you know he wasn't really challenged that much. I don't think those three goals were for the most part his fault. We'll get into all of that coming up because it's I think it really. Is an interesting conversation to have with him, you know, especially so, so very early into the season. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, here's a word from our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, in case you haven't heard, FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in the nation right now. New customers get $200 bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NHL season with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com and include money lines, props, and everything that you want in order to have fun betting. Remember, FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. So I want to thank, as always, everyone for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. Follow us on our social media pages as well at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. I love hearing all your all the the input that you have with games, with lines, with anything revolving this team, anything that we talk about on the podcast, especially when you comment on our videos 
on YouTube. Remember, hit that thumbs up. It helps really spread the word about the, the video and really gets it out there to people who may not know that we exist. So, yeah, I mean, a lot to take from this game, like I said, and I think that it's kind of opportunistic for us to have three days off really between games and, and being able to kind of go into a, a, a really good deep dive and be able to talk about all the aspects of the game, something that we really won't be able to do that often uh, throughout the course of this season as really the lightning won't have that many days off or that many instances where it will be three days or more off between games. Hopefully not. I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you know, that kind of thing drives me nuts, especially to begin the season, because Listen, let's just get these guys going. I want them playing at least maybe every every two days or so. That's fine enough. Um, they can rest during the NHL All-Star break or during the offseason, whatever the case may be. So Jonas Johansson, starting off, you know, really haven't really seen a whole ton of him. I vaguely remember him from his time in Buffalo. Remember slightly snippets of his time in Colorado. So really for the most part, um, not really much that you could have said about him going into the season other than that he's really had a lot to prove uh career backup and this is really his first instance and they they kind of discussed it to exhaustion throughout the entirety of the broadcast um on tuesday night and i have to say for a guy that's been a career backup a guy who coming into the season ever since it was announced that andre vasilevsky was going to miss the first two months of the season and all eyes, not only in Lightning fandom, but all eyes in the NHL go right towards him. For him to come out and play as cool as he did, I thought that was very impressive. I thought that his saves were, you know, not spectacular. And as you know, don't really need to be that all spectacular to be successful in the NHL. I mean, you'll get the occasional highlight real night or highlight goal or save of the year or whatever you want to call it uh, but I thought he did very good I thought he stood very tall in his crease I thought he owned it uh, for the most part I thought his angles were very good on shots I thought his recovery after making saves was very impressive you know some guys in that position especially with not a whole lot of NHL experience in terms of starting in front of a big atmosphere like this on opening night, um, guys kind of tend to overextend themselves in the crease, and he didn't really do much of that. I, I thought for the most part, he he kind of played the way from what we would we've we have seen from some of our other goaltenders in years past, whether it be Vasilevsky, uh, Brian Elliott, or or Curtis McElhenney, Uh out of those three names that I mentioned, I don't think those guys could have played any better in this game because, you know, I, I don't really like to, I, I like to somehow find things when I see a goaltender give up three goals in a game. And I, I try to look for things that they did wrong. And really for the most part in this game, um, he stayed in his lane. That's, that's really all you could say about Jojo because when you look at those goals that he gave up, especially that just horrendous second period that the Lightning had, um, what is there really much to say? I mean, he weathered the storm in the second period. Uh, the Like I stated earlier, the, the Predators came into the second period and completely flipped the script from going from two shots and being outshot 
12 to two to outshooting the lightning 13 to five. Um, they, they did a very good job of really just forcing the issue and, and attacking Johansson and, and really just dominating the puck possession. And Johansson really, he really did a very good job of handling that well, because, you know, a lot of guys, like I said, in that situation may not be, in, be able to handle that pressure as well as he did. So, you know, kudos to him. Um, very interested to see how he could build upon that. Uh, but having said that with that second period, I, the, the thing, it, it has to be a little concerning as much as I thought that the lightning's positives in this game really uh, were the shining point of this game. You know, I, I try not to be a Debbie downer on the show. If you know, I, I don't mix my punches when, when I go out and I criticize the lightning on things that they don't do right. Uh, or the things that they do wrong or whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I, I think that, you know, in this game or even with players, I, I thought they played very well to where their success or the way they were going about things was very much um, positive. I thought that, you know, the second period is one of those things where I looked at it. I'm not upset about it. It's just one of those things where I look at it and say, this isn't anything we haven't seen before with this team. And that really goes back to kind of John Cooper and his coaching staff and kind of really just trying to force home the issue that, you know, we need to continue to play 60 minute games. Um, I I've spoken about that multiple times, uh, countless times on this podcast, how the lightning really have not been able to play a 60 minute game at all, really in the last couple of years. I mean, they've had their moments where they look like they were going to, but at the same time, we haven't really seen that. We haven't really seen the lightning play even, you know, uh, a good 40 minutes continuously. You know, there's always something overshadowing it. Um, but that that second period, really what it comes down to is that you got to come out of the gates better. You got to give your goaltender, whether it be Vasilevsky or Johansson, you got to give them a shot. You got to let them settle in because, you know, it's one thing, you know, going out in the first period and trying to get into the ebb and flow of the game. But guy like that, Johansson, or even Vasilevsky, who we know kind of can be a slow starter. You got to give your goaltender a shot. Once they settle in, all right, maybe relax a little bit. But at the same time, we know from from past experiences with the Lightning that that's never a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, just a horrendous second period. Really nothing you could do about it. At the same time, it only resulted in one goal. So I'm not going to be that upset about it. Just hopefully that going forward we see less and less of this. Um, I'm not asking for a performance this year like last year's Bruins, um, but would prefer something somewhat similar in terms of discipline. And really that's what it all comes back to uh, when a team plays like that or comes out of the gates slow in any period. It comes out to discipline and energy, and especially in your home building. Like I've said, you have to really go out there and own the building, own the ice. And the Lightning, as well as they played in the, in the first period, on Tuesday night, they played equally as bad in the second period. So, you know what? If if bad in a period results in one goal, I'll take it. So uh, a good night from Jonas Johansson, like I said. 
a good night overall from this Lightning team, and hopefully we could see more Ws than losses uh, over the course of this 2023-24 season. So right before we wrap things up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is our friends over at Sleeper. Now, if you haven't heard of Sleeper, well, listen, you're going to listen and hear now. The NHL season is finally here, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have the season we've been yearning for. I absolutely love the NHL, and I know you do too. And that's why I want to tell you all about our Sleeper app. Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy sports app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily sports and especially daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. You could win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy, so go to the Sleeper app right now. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details. So wrapping things up on the show, like I said, very successful night on Tuesday night. Uh, all around high marks all around for the most part. Uh, was really impressed, obviously, from Nick Paul as well as Nikita Kucherov, both picking up two goals. Uh, and other guys as well, Mikey Esamont, you know, he only played eight minutes, eight and a half minutes in this game, but the eight and a half minutes uh, that he played, whenever he was on the ice, you knew he was there. He made his presence known. And a guy like that, I really like. And, and you know, I think it was John Cooper in the offseason or maybe somebody else. I don't remember who exactly quoted the quote was, but I remember seeing a quote maybe last week or the week prior saying that, I think it was Esamont saying that, he he does show signs of Yanni Gord. I don't know if we're there yet to even make that comparison. I think he has the same tool set. I think he needs to do a whole lot more to to be in that that classification with Yanni. Uh, maybe I'm holding Yanni on a way higher pedestal than maybe I should. Let me know in the comments below what you think. Uh, but impressive game all around. Tyler Mott, uh, newly. Uh, signed player this offseason coming over from the New York Rangers. Um, really like this signing. I thought he did everything that uh, you expect him to do. Um, he's going to be a sandpaper guy for this team, and and I know just from seeing him play in Ottawa as well as with, with the Rangers that he's the kind of guy that is going to get his points in bunches, and, and having a guy like that on the fourth line is really going to be a huge plus for this team, especially in those nitty-gritty games that are coming up with with Detroit and Ottawa and Buffalo. Uh, Tanner Janot, another player that I really, really, really was impressed by the way he played. Didn't pick up any points, uh, but at the same time, he was involved. He was really doing a good job just being a pain in the butt to anybody that was in his general direction, and that's what the Lightning need. And... I'm still firmly confident that this guy has enough skill that he's going to be able to put up some points this year. Um, I think I put him at 20 goals maybe this year, um, maybe 15 around that mark. Uh, I think he's going to have a good year. I would say probably 15 goals, maybe along with maybe 30 points to go with that. I think that's a good, good area. Or, or at least a good prediction. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, uh, he was everywhere as well. And and that's the, what you want to see out of these guys that didn't score. You know, if you don't score a goal, uh, we expect you to be all over the ice. And that's what every guy on this team that didn't score a goal basically did. And and so 
high marks all around. And one last shout out before we wrap things up is Nick Paul. Nick Paul, uh, just, you know, what else is there to say about this guy? He just continues to really just impress you on a, on a nightly basis. I mean, the growth that we have seen from him uh, since day one in Tampa Bay has really been something that has been really enjoyable to watch. And he he kind of looked like a vet guy. I and mean, what I mean by that, he, he looked like a guy that's been in Tampa Bay for the last 15 years, just by his demeanor on the ice, the way he's he's interacting with his teammates, just the way he's doing everything. And, you know, to have a guy like that who for most people was an unknown in Ottawa and to come here and now the Lightning have him for the next eight years and he's already playing like this and he's already impressing everybody like this. Uh, he's I think we can all agree Nick Paul is going to be a very dangerous player this year. Uh human swish arm swish army knife and and uh to be able to contribute in all those facets of the game is going to be a huge plus for the tampa bay lightning as they can try to get back to the stanley cup final so as always please go ahead subscribe to the podcast let me know how i'm doing let me know how we're doing uh let me know what you thought about some of the things i said let me know uh about maybe if i missed on a player i'll definitely get to him in on tomorrow's podcast so Make sure to pencil that in on our comments section on YouTube. And we'll be back then to talk more about this game, as well as looking forward to the Detroit game on Saturday. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.